so we will start. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yes. now it's recording. So yes. in this podcast, we will discuss about Villeneuve's Sicario, the action thriller uh, based on the Mexican-U.S. border with Emily Plant and Joss Borlin and Borlin, Borlin, Brolin, Brolin, and and Benicio del Toro and and I just I just saw this movie um, yesterday. Finally, I've been waiting for this maybe half a year or ever since summer when it uh, started to come out in festivals and. Uh, I just got delayed and delayed to see it and it didn't get to come here and finally I managed to do it and you you saw it, it already long time before so you've been just waiting to uh, to talk about it and you actually had time to think about the movie it was uh, in the Love and Anarchy Festival in in September in Helsinki, and I was supposed to see it, but then I heard that it shows in in the theaters afterwards. So I left it because there were others which will not come to theater, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw it afterwards in uh, September. Then, yeah, okay. So it's two months ago or so. And uh, since that, I was very impressed, and I was—I've been talking about it to wherever I go to people, but I haven't found oh, yeah. anybody. No, this uh, aged women where I need them. Nobody has seen it. They <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah. want to see it. But <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't been able to talk about it, and now I'm happy we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, At exactly. Last. Yeah, and and the point was that we. Uh, we 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 made a deal that we will not talk about that movie before we both uh, have seen it, and we that we talk about it now in the podcast. Now, so yeah. I I don't have any clue on what you liked it or not, and we have a little bit of history. And I don't have clue of what clue I if you like it or not, and we have a history. Yeah, from with middle from from the whenever we from the first podcast when we started to talk about movies and record them. Uh, we have a history in, of Villeneuve in, in the sense that you really didn't like his movies so far that he has made. Sure. Like, sure. And, and you think that he's uh, not a good director and his movies are not that good. And I, and I love his movies so far. I, for me, like so, I, I have seen only the um, Prisoners and Enemy before this, and based on those those two films, I I can I can say that he's a top quality director <laughs> who makes solid movies that just really really work so so damn well, and and I have to specify that Prisoners is not really my favorite movies. It's not. It's not a really that great movie for me. It was a really, really great movie, and I really think it was a certain masterpiece for its own genre, but it didn't really give a real great effect to me. Like, it's... 
it, it just didn't do that for me. It was really I can I can see why it's so great movie, and I really I give it all the praise. You know, it's a fantastic movie. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, not really totally for me. And then Enemy, that was the movie for me. That was the movie that really challenged the challenges the audience, the viewer, and really has really multiple levels and interpretations into it and it's just a fantastically directed driven movie and and uh, and based on this I can really say that Villeneuve is a really great director <laughs> but but you saw his his movie about the Palestinian Israeli I have seen I I think all his movies, I don't know if he has done any more than these three before Sicario. Enemy, Prisoners and Incendies. And Incendies was the first film I saw from Denis Villeneuve. Mm. And that's the Palestinian in the Middle East happening scene. And it got some prize in, in some festival and now I don't mm. remember anymore which but the big prize and got he got uh, famous because of that and yeah. probably money for other films and be, since that he's been praised and mm. I I simply can't understand <laughs> this because I can uh, later talk about this uh, why this enemy Prisoners and incendies is not uh, good. Yeah. Yeah, I can later maybe say it because we want to talk about Sicario first. Yeah. So. This Villeneuve, Dennis Villeneuve is uh, Canadian, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's been lucky. I think simply lucky person. He's uh, done movies and he gets praise after praise and probably he gets supported with economically, which is very hard for mm. a new newcomer to get and uh, so on. But he gets it. And now he will uh, get more after Sicario. <laughs> but I suppose that's how it goes, you know, like with, with making films, is you have to get really lucky. You have to get into the yeah, right luck. place with the right people, the right attitude, like... Maybe he's not a nice easy. person or something, because I don't understand why he gets this money. It's but well, well. So far, with prisoners and enemy, he makes solid movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at all the same mind. <laughs> okay. So, what about Sicario? Is it too early for you to talk about it? In now, um, uh, yesterday you saw it, and uh, I was careful to wait a week or so before I analyzed it, and I. No, wrote something about it down. Well, because suddenly, to it's different after mm, some time. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's true, and it's for sure for me. How, um, I I I got a lot of thoughts while I was watching it, but it I think it for me it's the same with uh, with other Villeneuve movies is that they make me think really a lot. They they. They are not kind of easy to digest for me. Ah, that, like that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. That's they, they, I they, agree on that. Like, point. especially with Sicario, you can really see that that the 
it's a very straightforward story in a way, like, mm. except enemy. But um, there, there is, it's got the, there's something about it that kind of you don't really get maybe, and you like kind of like what was it about, and you kind of this the elements stick in your head, and you try to kind of think about it, and it's a it, there it's a it's a hard thing to to crack, you know, in your head. What 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 was Sicario about actually, you know? And and so I can understand that it really takes a while to think about it. And this also is kind of um uh the the feeling of was it you know, good or not, you know. The same with prisoners is that there is this element of you know you have to kind of give time for your value also you know like mm-hmm. how how much do you value actually the movie because i was watching Sigario at some uh, point i felt very like i could give it some value but then at some points i kind of stepped aside away from it mm-hmm. and i don't really know what i think about it in the end but i kind of um I've been thinking about it a lot so now, just before this podcast, so mm-hmm. I, I think I, I can talk about it. I, I have, I think, a very valid impression of what I, what I like about it. Mm. So, I think but we can... But did, did you like it? So, I, I, when I started to watch it, I could, uh, I could, I was thinking that I can no doubt helm this as a masterpiece this is a a brilliant film that and then when you were watching it yeah while i was watching it and then sometimes when i was watching it i kind of stepped aside from it like i said uh and just hailed it as a really great movie but not mm-hmm. a, like prisoners you know that it's maybe not totally for me that yeah maybe just something didn't go with me totally but uh, I think now more and more thinking about it, I can really say that it's an extremely amazing, beautiful masterpiece. It's a like how Villeneuve himself said: it's a dark poem about the drug war situation on the border, viewed from the American side, precisely. But moreover, it's an amazing. I really, I was very surprised how the movie. Uh, because I really didn't know, uh, understand what kind of movie it was supposed to be. So it was a very new, fresh thing to go into the movie, and I was very surprised when I when you went into the movie that it was so much, so close to the character and their experience. It's very close to the how it feels to be in that situation, and yeah, and from movie. their point of view. And this, it's it's a really an experience movie. It really. Yes. takes the Emily Blunt character and it you go with her through this experience and mm. you kind of see who you are afterwards you know kind of yeah. and and through that it kind of there is a certain morality tale in it not not so uh plainly analyzed as as like Martin Scorsese would do moral tale but in a very different way and it's i think just... it's a very fresh way of yeah. discussing morality. Yeah, it's not the simple uh, morality. Yeah, and it's and, it, and it's not really put d- like 
not good and bad and so yeah it's it's there is a confusion but it's not chaotic confusion it's not really you know that the characters become mad and everything you know it they really they stay focused but uh it's like it's realistic yeah in a way it's realistic or even though there is a very caricaturic way of portraying the characters like Benicio del Toro it's like it's an action thriller yeah so i saw it i i closed the curtain because it's dark so um i saw it in theater in a big screen in a very big screen and that's the way to see sicario yeah, sicario yeah, yeah. cannot be watched in any other way yeah i was also right in front of the screen and it's yes. it totally uh, emerged me into the into the film it was yeah. i was captured into the world it's, it's a, i i thought that it to myself that this is a big scale visual vi- movie Mm. where everything goes forward with a great pressure, you know, great strength. Mm. It takes you with you with this pressure and all this. The, the biggest part in the movie is for the music. Yeah, the music yeah, yeah. takes you, it always takes you to, the, to where you go. And the and the pictures, the the cinematography. I don't yeah. remember who was making the music and the cinematography, but the cine- the, yeah, they the, are great in that. Film. The cinematography. I, I was very impressed about the music also, and I wanted to see what the music was about, which, by the way, made me think a lot about the Gone Girl, and the the music collaboration that they did in that movie. There was a lot of like when the intense scenes would come up. The music would start pounding like this, you know, very heavy drone, uh, mm. kind of explosive w- mm. drone would come, and it would kind of, you know, make it more intense, you know. Yeah, it makes more uh, intense. Yeah, 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 and and it, uh, this was exactly the same um, technique they did in Gone Girl, which like very, it was very similar to me. When when we go, like we are in an aeroplane. Mm. in Sicario, and we go up, up in the air, and we see from up this view down. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Breathtaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huge. Yeah, and yeah. The music is rolling in the mm. same time with the great power, and it's the better. I can't imagine. Yes, and it told so much about like I was really. It was so simple language when they were coming, uh, going over, and they were going to Juarez. To the city, uh, mm. through the the desert and the mm. landscape, and through the border and the. Um, you mean in the air? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After on the airplane when they went, and the music was very pounding and very yeah. intensive. It really made this this. Um, it, you, we had a feeling of danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I, like yeah. dangerous land. It was yeah, like the land was evil. Place. You could feel it from yeah. the picture and the, the cinematography and the music. You could yeah. feel that the danger is here. So, so, yeah, like it was very simplified way of how they told the visuals, like the story. Like they they didn't we didn't see much of the cartel and the the drug gangs. They were always very distant, their fight, like we just hear gunshots and stuff and we were, we were very fixed on the on the perspective of the police and the American authorities. 
but we have this very so they don't show a lot of cruelty or something it's very simplified we are very distant from it but we get a very effective sense of danger that we are somewhere like I have never uh, in that film I, I feel like I never I haven't so much um, uh, I rarely have felt so much danger to be somewhere yes you know that's that even was, I, I was trying to tell these women I have met this aged women with mm. groups which I've been meeting and I was trying to tell them about Sicario that it's what a movie you have to go and see it that you know and they, they just want to see flowers and bees and meadows you know nice <laughs> sentimental things and but <laughs> but but that feeling of excitement this danger it's Unsurpassable. It's yeah. really good in that film. Yeah, I, I even it, it was so effective, the sense of danger. <laughs> it's, it's amazing that it was so distant still that it was able to create this atmosphere. That I, I even had it when I went out of the theater and I walked on the street. That I had this this yeah. feel of danger still inside I had, me. I had weeks after. Yeah, that. and I was kind yeah. of you know I had to really fight to feel still safe. You know, in the city that, like, I was just walking and I felt like, you know, people walk with me or something that are they, you know, really, you know, safe or are they part of a gang or something, you know, like it was yeah, really, yeah, uh, it, that it gave. And so it, it is so a heavy effect in that sense. Yeah, I, I think that it, it was a kind, it was genius to take it take us up there in the, in the air. It's, it's really great, this cinematography, where you go up, up and you look from above this thing. Mm. That creates That's a kind of genius, no? Yeah, yeah. And about the cinematography... I don't know that, who, who... Yes, about that, that, that person who made it, it's the same guy who made Skyfall. Uh... The Bond movie, yeah, the Skyfall movie that you just saw, and also oh, that was visually very good. And um, mm. it was also the same guy who made um, uh, who was it? Wait a minute, now I have to to check it. Who was the guy? Because it was very interesting. Uh, it was it's Roger Deakins. And he made also the... How do you write it? Roger... Roger Deakins. Deakins. Ah. And so he made uh, Skyfall and he also made uh, Source and Redemption and No Country for Old Men. And I can really see the same, you know, effect. Uh -huh. He has a very, very beautiful way of portraying, very kind of um, photographic... It's kind very of. effective. Yes, and, and it's, uh, I, it's not. I wonder if it's Villeneuve's idea or this man's idea, because Villeneuve, I don't believe that he can. <laughs> so I'm amazed if it's Villeneuve. So, so this movie, all the all the great decisions and good solution in this movie are made by somebody else than Villeneuve. I I don't know. <laughs> Probably because well, I well, I read about about those kind of solutions. I read that the character of Benicio del Toro, mm. which was really great. Um, yeah, 
uh, that his character was, if you remember, he was very, very silent and minimal. Yeah, I and wanted doesn't, to say that. I want, so originally I read that he, he was supposed to have tons of dialogue. He was going uh -huh. to explain about his life to Emily Plant Ooh, and wow. all kind of things. But then Del Doro and Villeneuve both started to feel like they, or Del Doro in the first hand, started to feel like it, it's a little bit weird that somebody starts talking about his life to somebody stranger, you know, and in that situation. So they started to rework with both together with his character and they stripped down like 90% of the dialogue that yeah, Del Toro was I, supposed to have in the movie mm. and to create this very minimal, very effective character study. Yeah, so I, I thought like this, I thought my, no, when I analyzed it, I said, I thought like this, that there's, this music and the pictures are the good ones. In, in they are the best things in Sicario. They're mm. really great. I loved it when we went up and saw all that and the music and all these parts where we the the even from near pictures. The yeah. Shots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of, we are in it. We are following with the people. Yeah, we very close, close very up. Very close shots, and then there are far away shots. Mm. And that's the best in it. But also the actors, I think they were good. They were actors, um, uh, Josh Brolin and Emily Blunt and Benicio del Toro were the three main actors. So I think all of them were good. Yeah. But they had a disadvantage with them because I think that this um, script is a complete imbecile. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a character in Finnish. What do you call it? It's no good. And they do the best they can, but what they and they do when they have this script and they have they are really good actors which Benicio del Toro is the best mm. of these three. He he's the best. And and um, he doesn't talk a lot in the film, in the movie. And I thought that maybe because he doesn't talk much so he has a better, better uh, part, mm. conditions in the film, because mm. he don't have to talk much, he has to act, because the script is no good. Mm. But now I hear from you that he himself, he took the script away, and oh, very clever man, <laughs> very clever, because it's a no good script, and the other ones, they had to talk mm. all that stupid uh, shit. So... So I, uh, from about Benicio del Toro, first of all, his I I see him, I see his eyes, I see him. Mm. I I don't believe he's a, he's a brutal killer. The way he looks, he doesn't look like a brutal killer, but he is mm. in the film. So, but that I think was a great effect of the character that when you when you uh, introduce to him, you're you are not sure who is, you know. But all that time, I, f I feel he's a good person. Yeah, and yeah, in yeah. the end, it, it came out, I heard in the, during the film, he it came out that he was a normal person, a, a lawyer or accused. Yeah, like... A district attorney or yeah. something. And lost his family and so on. So he was a good person. So yeah, fact, but um, like it's kind of no. It was kind of like that he was a 
good person. He was the, the whole, I think the whole point of the movie also, like the the uh, the thing is that it was kind of presented in a way that you know he was a good person, just yeah. like many of these people and America itself has a good intention in the beginning to to find the solution to the problem, but that they kind of become monsters on the way, and that he he is now you know in a very extreme deep point of that scenario that situation where he has started to uh become like a hitman you know he was from south america yeah 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 and so so he was a good person but now you know like he said in the end that you know this is a place of wolves that he has become a wolf among the other wolves, you know, who yeah, just... Yeah, and still he looks a good person. Yeah, yeah. maybe his that's the disguise, you know. That's how I felt when you see him in the plane in the, in the beginning, that he 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 signs this kind of, um, kind of gentleness in him. And he has that gentleness also in the very last scene when he makes Emily Pond sign the paper... That yeah. he has that weird gentleness in him, that sympathy that he feels for Emily. Like he says that you resemble my daughter. But still, he's so ruthless in just pointing a gun at her. You yeah, know. that and he had to... If she didn't sign, he would have killed her. Yeah, so so, yeah. so, so there's this, this mix of that, 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 that ruthless and sympathy that he balances with his character. And I he's think that's really great. He's a very really skillful crazy. actor. Yeah. That's, in spite of the script, he and made the best out of the script. He should maybe get an Oscar for that, but I don't. I don't think anybody will. But what? So, the, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, anyway, we are. I felt like you know there were these light pictures, light cinematography, and then there was the dark picture, darkness, a lot of darkness cinematography. Like the tunnel so, scene. Yeah, they came as a. It brings all this part of that excitement. It's very good uh, cinematography. Yeah, and I love that. So we are all the time, with yeah, we are all the time in. We the watchers are mm. in this exciting situations where we are all the time on the point of death and life. Mm. All the time, it's where it makes you extremely. Dangerous feeling. <laughs> that was the thing. So you can't even breathe. Mm -hmm. And all these two and more hours, what it was, so all the time there's the horrible, horrible, horrible things happen and you can't breathe. Mm -hmm. And there comes another one. And if you, if you, I would say to anybody who hasn't seen this film yet that if you can't stand excitement, don't go and see this. Because it's pure excitement. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, if I go and say something about Josh Brolin and Emily Blunt, yeah, that's what I, I want. Let's do mm -hmm. because I, I wanted to say that, like, I was very weirdly surprised that um, that the, when I read about the actors, is that people uh, gave a lot of uh, acclaim for Emily Blunt and Benicio del Doro that they they were great. They were like sayings about Sicario, like, oh, Benicio del Doro and Emily Plant was uh, really I, I great. I don't agree. But nobody mentioned Josh Brolin. 
and that was kind of weird. Like, so did you like him? Was it? Yeah, I want to say that I think Benicio del Toro. I already said that he's the best. Mm. He's the best in that film, and uh, Josh Brolin has the disadvantage of the script, and he couldn't solve it. I think like. Del Toro solved it. He threw it away, the script, and he was acting by himself. But uh. Josh Brolin is doing that script. He's he's telling Emily Blunt all the film, all the time, what's go what is happening, what's mm -hmm. going to happen, and why it's going to happen. I hate that. You can't do that in film. That's Villeneuve's uh, bad point. You can't. Uh -huh. He's, he's all them talking there that look this is going to happen and you are like this and this like that and why it's like this and so on why do we I, I want to see it in a film in a cinematographic way you know, mm. and then it's like uh, in, in Finnish you say do, turn the um, Rautalanka the, mm. it's what you call it like you make concrete example of every word so, nothing is given to the viewer. Mm. I like the films where I'm given something, and that's why I don't like Vilna. Mm -hmm. he, he does that in all his films. That's my point, what I want to say about Vilna, one of the things. Mm. So, it's the same, same point in Sicario as in Enemy, Prisoners and Incendies. It's bad script. It's all the happenings, all the story, which is a very good story always, in fact, the idea of it, it's put into your face and smear your face with it until you suffocate. <laughs> That's what I think of Villeneuve. <laughs> so, even if the, I, I read that the script is not by Villeneuve, it's by Taylor Sheridan. It's a man called Taylor Sheridan, mm -hmm. but Villeneuve is guilty of taking the script. <laughs> you see, I'm pretty uh, angry about it because it was a great visual thing and then uh, I'm put in my face with that story. So, one one more thing I say. Mm -hmm. Before you, okay, it's like, like in all these films, we I have in my hands now Sicario, Enemy, Prisoners, and Incendies. So mm -hmm. in all these films, in Enemy, is this uh, good points of Villeneuve, which mm -hmm. I'm giving him hundred percent credit. Really, is the atmosphere. In his master of atmosphere, and I think that bluffs people liking him. Mm. Because the story is no good, uh, the script is no good. The story is good, but so in enemy, you remember there was happening in the town with all the houses and the streets, the the noise in the streets and all the apartments in the houses, the mm. cars. I can hear the voices and and feel the town. I I can feel even the smell of the town mm. I can feel the where people live that's good in uh, enemy mm. that makes enemies uh, watchable mm. and in 
In prisoners, it is this gray and black weather with rain, the mud, this horrible uh, um, suffocating atmosphere, no brightness, no happiness. And so the same thing was happening. The atmosphere was good in prisoners. Mm-hmm. It later ruled there. And in incendies, which you haven't seen, but which got the prizes, it's in Middle East, the hotness, the heat. Mm-hmm. I can feel the heat. I even got hot myself. I got uh, thirsty already watching it. It's all that dust and sand. Mm-hmm. Atmosphere was wonderful. So the only good thing in those films, I feel, are those. And mm-hmm. in Sicario is the same thing. It's the Mexico, the all the uh, huge amount of people living in the horror, horrible towns with the smells and the noises and the cruelness, cruelty, and the poor, poorness, the mm-hmm. killing. It's perfect, yeah. perfect atmosphere. And then we get in in Sicario. I got. Uh, to breathe in the meanwhile. I didn't suffocate with it so much because I got into the air to look at the view <laughs> and uh, all the all this. It give you a kind of a lifting up. And I think it was one of the main points in Sicario was this air views. Mm-hmm. Because we, we, we are part of the people who are flying there. Mm-hmm. Those we are part of them. We are in the group. Yeah, you can see and the plane actually, the shadow of the plane in the yes, ground. Yes, you can see. Yeah, we are we are there, and we are going to do those things which we are going to do, and mm. we give it the rule. Yeah, we are in the rule. It, that was very good, I think. Also, like uh, just to mention about that same thing that you are kind of part of it when about of the camera of the movement of the visual is that. The placement of camera is sometimes very nicely kind of um, uh, integrated in this. Like um, remember when the on the border crossing when they go with the cars, yes. and it's very interesting when they go with this yeah. this this caravan. Like, no, yes, like this, this, I this wanted to talk cloak. about that. And yeah. and that in it was very nice and very clearly shown yeah. that one of the camera like first one of the camera shows all the cars going and there is this yeah. big mm-hmm. uh, trucks with the machine guns in the yeah. back you know this militant uh, what excitement these what trucks danger. and and one of the the camera is just shows uh, the cars going and then then af- after the cars the trucks or the the machine gun trucks go be- after them before yeah. them uh, no, after, after them, and the, we see that the camera is actually placed in one of the trucks, in one of the cars, and you are like one of the people who are yeah. with the machine guns. And yes. that's also like a weird moment of kind of placing you in the yeah, middle right. of the of the responsible people. You know, you are part of them. You are yes, you are exactly. these people. And you can be killed any moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really gives you that same, that, that life-threatening feeling. Yeah, that's the um, greatness of Villeneuve, if we can talk about greatness at all. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That's what bluffs people, I think. Um, to think it's a perfect film. Like, 
Okay, what I would say about that is that, well, first of all, I want to ask you a question about enemy. Is that because you say that you it kind of suffocates you, Villeneuve suffocates you with its stories. Smears the story on your face. Yeah, um, like, and that that Benicio del Toro like explains too much, or that it that you said you say that there is like ex, too much exposure of that story straight to the audience. But yeah. what about the in the case of enemy where the it really the point of the movie is to not say anything about the story to you and that it's very it's that in the end you really will understand less of the story than when you begin looking at it um that there is no explanation in the, inside the movie. Nobody's explaining the movie to you. It's very non-explanatory movie. Yeah. So with enemy, I got exasperated because Jake Gyllenhaal, mm. he was, he's really good actor. Mm. We remember, you remember, we talk about him really hours. So. Is good and the coloring, which you didn't like. I remember you didn't like the coloring, yellowish no. coloring. But I, I liked. It. For me, it was very suffocating the color. Yeah, but I, I think that was a good point in it and the Gyllenhaal thing. But what I think about enemy, you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I think about enemies. Uh, in, in general, first I want to say that in Dennis Villeneuve movies, I think Enemy and the other movies, I feel that they are like this this mushroom. Do you know this mushroom which is outside? Sometimes that when you it looks ra- a real mushroom, a white mushroom, but when you break it, it comes out uh, only a, a cloud of. Uh, Ashes like a mm. cloud, it bluffs. Mm. That's how his films I feel like. But there's no <laughs> substance inside the mushroom. It bluffs you and comes out. <laughs> that's that's how I feel. So how I was so interested when you said after enemy that you liked it. So I I afterwards I read the book. Which is, which is made of Jose Saramago, the other me, mm-hmm. the other, other me, it's called. So, uh, how different is the book compared to the film? That's, it's, that is a real full story. It's not empty story. He's making skillfully a rounded story which starts again in the end. Mm. And then again goes and starts again endlessly mm. to the end of the times. It there is no beginning in it, mm. and the end comes. It starts again. So it's kind of a round, 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 round thing. So mm. that's 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 the solution of uh, Saramago. But Villeneuve didn't do it like that. He didn't know how to do it. It's it's amazing. And in the in the book. All the time happens in the mind of the person uh, developing uh, thoughts and the reader can uh, can uh, identify himself with those thoughts. 
Mm. It's a very deep, good book. Mm. But in uh, in the enemy, there is nothing. It's just just following the happenings outside. And in the end, there is the spider, which is not uh, <laughs> explaining of the horror. It's kind of a, he Villeneuve solved it, this horror with the spider, but Saramago don't have it. He has another kind which is much million times more horrible than any spider. Mm. It's it's the endless circle of it, which you have no way out. Mm. So I can't like enemy really. Yeah, I I I I yet to read Saramago. I I really would like to read that book. It sounds very interesting also to compare, compare it, it's but also as itself. But I think like the how I see it is that the enemy, the the book and the adaptation they are very they they seem to be very different approach. Yeah, very to that, that story or and maybe maybe even Villeneuve wasn't really uh, interested in following the exact same story, you know, that maybe it's not even telling that same story, you know, like maybe, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. they kind of take that story and then have a kind of experiment with it, have a treatment it, of their own. Yeah. And or that, or he didn't know how to do it. I feel like or intent or no, not no. I would say that, you know, he, he could have just made the same story you know then you then you have the same story than in the book but instead he wanted to do something else and I, I feel if when you want to do something else then you have a plan of your own and I feel like the, the, the ideas of what they wanted to do with enemy was very very uh, pacific uh, and unique way of what, what they wanted to do for themselves and they they were very, they don't, and and that one, and um, how to ex, how to perceive it to the audience was very um, secretive, you know. Uh, mm. For example, the meaning of the spiders are not known by anybody, and except for the crew or the people, um, Jake Gyllenhaal and the director, and they want to keep it that way. It's a movie about those secrets. It's about a movie. It's about the story that they really don't want to explain to you. It's oh. the whole the point of the movie and everything what you see in it is to uh, kind of um, it's, it's the kind of a challenge to to un- to 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 understand that symbolism that you know that to 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 get it, you know, oh, and right. it's it's a movie to kind of meditate. It's a movie to kind of uh, how how do you react to it? How do you feel to this? And it's it's very important, like in in that movie, in, in this sense, it's very important of every scene and how they feel like and how mm. it looks like, because you say that like in the book, every, there's a lot of these thoughts of, and you kind of get inside the story, and that in enemy you look from kind of outside of it, but actually you are really inside 
that person. I, the book tells about each of us, about yeah, yeah. the and, person. And in, in a way... Every one of us is like that. In a way, like, enemy... I don't know if enemy wants to say that everybody is like that, but what it wants to say is something about what is inside of us. And it, the whole... In a way, you could imagine uh, the enemy that it... Everything that happens in it happens inside that person's mind. You are not outside of something. You are actually literally inside something. Yeah, and also in Sicario we are inside. Yes, yes, but it's very inside. different inside. Just uh -huh, okay. imagine enemy as that that city and everything mm. that happens and those two persons literally mm. being the imagination of somebody. So the subconscious. Yeah, that's, Everything the, that's happens also in, in the book that you can't know. Yeah, yeah, and but so in that sense, like you, you go kind of another level inside of subconscious way of looking at things. And I, I would and like to talk with you newly about enemy after you have read the book. Yeah, yeah, maybe we go back to that. But like mm. that, and that's why I I'm more you know more and more interested about enemy, and I think. There is a concept of it in in that in that story, and it's well told. Because it's it's not enemy with uh, Saramago. Has nothing to do with enemy. Again, the film wants to tell its own story. In the film, yeah. it is enemy. In the film, it is it is mm -hmm. like exactly that how the person feels like that other person is the enemy of him. And it's a kind of a conflict between those two characters, yeah, but in which is the same. They, yeah, he but you yourself is the. Yeah, but the Saramago thing is unrelevant to the enemy irrelevant. because yeah, irrelevant. Yeah, exactly because. So we because, talk about it. Yeah, but because I understand your point. Yes, yeah. because because you are now all the time talking about enemy, but in the Saramago's world, you know, you want to judge enemy. Because it took the book. Yeah, well, well, how, what about Godard? When Godard makes a book adaptation, he's allowed to do whatever he wants, to just throw the book out of the window and do his own things. Or Kaufman with the Orchid book. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and especially Kaufman with the Orchid book. He makes it into his own adaptation. It's actually the whole point of adaptation. And mm. it teaches us about art mm. and adap about adapting Yeah, that's the things. difference. I, I feel like I, Kaufman is really intelligent and genius. And I feel Villeneuve <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> but but we, really, we really have to get over the Saramago thing. And we really have to, like... You know, we cannot judge this. It's, it's the same thing with the vampire movies and with Dracula. Like, Dracula, oh, Dracula novel itself is very different than any of Dracula movies. And how can we ever judge any Dracula movie based on the book that if they are the same or better, you know? Uh, mm. Like, I think it's very harsh to put on and, the whole yeah, Saramago to, to start talking about enemy in the sense of like well Saramago uh, thought it this way then why didn't enemy thought it that way because ah, enemy want wanted to say something of its own it, it was yeah. a very unique specific movie of its own that yes. just took so, the basic story it's, it's a loose adaptation apparently okay. from Saramago so why do we have to keep Saramago 
in with it. Yeah, I want to explain. I just want to say that um, when I saw Enemy, I saw first Enemy. I hadn't read the book. Mm. And I didn't like it. I got, I got the feeling that I'm bluffed mm. before reading any of the book. So I wanted to know more about it and find out. I gave so much credit to Villeneuve that I read the book. Mm. And I wanted to know what's going on. Yeah. And then afterwards I realized what's us. And that's why I talk about the book. Because you understand, I, di I want, didn't want to get to throw away the film just like that. I wanted to give it credit and think about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, but in the end, you didn't find what yeah. you were looking for in the enemy. You, you, you found it in Saramago, and you're in satisfied. In a way, I, I found it because I, I found that it's not worth my time. Okay, and that's yeah, that's, that's, that can be uh, it. But I maybe I have to see it again one day. But no, you don't have to. You don't have to. Like and maybe I, I, I mean that I'm curious myself if I would think differently after some time. It's just my opinion that that enemy has concept and and and, and 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 I and I think that the Saramago comparison is I don't I don't know how far we have to compare it how far we have well, how far enemy should be exact copy of Saramago's <laughs> yeah. things you know okay. it's so I, I, I very the, the point is that I really much uh, um, uh, support artists or, or filmmakers to to create something new or something their own thought or try something else yeah, also than just adapt straight copy just like Kaufman did with adaptation you know, yeah. just to 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 I have another view at it to have, and yes. Jake Gyllenhaal and Villeneuve is something very special in their own way, yeah. and and I I appreciate that. Yeah, I feel. The and same. that's that's just my that's what I was just talking about, Saramago. Okay. But, so um, <laughs> let's talk about Emily Blunt. <laughs> yeah. Or you want to still say something about enemy? Or no, 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 no. Maybe we, maybe let's make a challenge that I will read Saramago and then we will talk about enemy by by itself and ah, okay. of its own topic. But that would be very interesting for me to hear. I really, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say after that. Yes, and I'm I'm very interested in Saramago also. So I've been waiting for an excuse to start reading more of his books. Mm. Um, yeah. And so it's a wonderful, interesting book also. It's, you can't leave it when you start. So anyway, Emily Blunt. So for me, Emily Blunt was the worst thing in the whole thing. <laughs> and that's, that's, I'm sorry to say, because everybody, he, she was put into the front like uh, adored. That Emily Blunt in this mm. film is marvelous and so on. So probably she's a good actress, but I can't feel it after that. Uh, maybe the script didn't give her a chance or something. She made me mad. She made me really crazy with this um, uh, Tiuka people. This, she's uh, right. on the side of the morality and stamping her foot in literally. <laughs> she, She's all the film through till the end. She's stamping her foot. That what about this? What about the morality? What about the law? 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 Mm. 
<laughs> and the other ones <laughs> are, are hanged and and, uh, and most brutally murdered. Mm. Thousands of people all the time. And she's stamping her foot. What about the law? law, law? So I feel like she's a um, typeraka. <laughs> how do you say that? Like a, <laughs> a stupid bitch. <laughs> so and and it's I can't say that. Okay, Emily Blunt herself is not a stupid bitch, for sure, probably. But in this film. Mm-hmm. She comes out like that, so maybe that's her her, her part. Mm-hmm. To be a stupid bitch. Yeah. So, but it's uh, irritating. Why do we have to follow the stupid bitch all this way through, even if it's done in the script or not? No, uh, no. It's it should be more clever. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's this uh, guy, a friend of hers in the FBI. I think it was FBI. This black man. Mm-hmm. First they didn't take him, and then there was no explanation why. All the time they're explaining why and there and here, but they, they didn't explain why he, they took him. First they told him, you are not coming, and then suddenly he was there. In mm. the, in victim. How come? This was <laughs> not, this was not uh, explained, or maybe it went by me because I was so excited. Mm. So, all, the, everything in this film, was on the shoulders of Benicio del Toro. <laughs> and, oh, and the cinematography and the music. Mm-hmm. So we have the music in our ears. You can't even, even realize what it's doing to you. And it's just doing it to you all the time. And it's, it's uh, going together with the pictures we see. And that's the greatness of Villeneuve or his team. Mm. Or and his team, whoever, and he's, they are bluffing, bluffing the viewer, mm. and making us excuse the script, the easiness of the script. And I don't think really. I was starting to think that how come all these very good actors go into these films to act? How the hell does he get them? How do they read the script? So. It's not enough for me that the the atmosphere makes the film. Mm. You have to have other things there too. It is. I feel like Sicario is like a great concerto or opera, mm. which just takes us into the atmosphere, and we are accepting the killing the killers. Mm. It's like grandiosa, like in the uh, Good Father. Yeah. Number three was it when they start to kill everybody? Or the other ones also. Good in Good Father. In it's like an opera where you are killing the killers, killing and killing, and mm. you agree. And you can't even breathe before the justice mm. came happened, but. Mm, yeah. But in the end, you don't solve the problem of the drugs. It goes on, whatever you do. Whatever they do in that film, it didn't solve the drugs. It was kind of a futile attempt to I, do something. Yeah, I think that's... I will talk about the story uh, in, in a while, but first I... I'm, um, 
Yeah, what I want to say about Emily Plant and uh, <laughs> Josh Brolin and those. The Josh Brolin for me for so far has been very himself in all these movies and just very stable character. Like he was in Inherent Vice, he had a very great. Oh yeah. Very great role where he could just kind of, you know, do whatever and kind of have fun with his mm-hmm. with his role, and it was really great, and he fitted very well with it. And in here, he's very solid, but not that special, but very mm-hmm. solid for that character. I think mm-hmm. it's a very solid acting. And Emily Blunt, I, I liked her. I like her acting. <laughs> I like her as an actress so far. She's been very good. She's done very good roles, you know, very good characters in very good movies, and she, I kind of like her presence. Her, she gives a very, also the steadiness of her performance with her characters. She does a really good job, and I especially. Uh, she br- you think she brings herself into the films like a good actor does? Yeah, I think so. I She's think always herself, but in that. Yeah, she 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 has she has a very steady you know hold of of that um, that 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 character you know mm. the how to how to go at it, and in this she she gave a very um, great blend of like uh, sir like certain experience but still lack of experience. She's experienced. A field worker, field officer, mm. but still she goes into a total new experience that she does not have any uh, knowledge of how to uh, react to, and mm. she has a certain strength. She's mm. really strong female character, which I liked, but she she's still very vulnerable, you know. Yeah, she's still yeah. very she can she she's really being cracked. You know, so maybe that's what's likable about her in that film. I, I like that she 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 can handle all this different situation and she's she uh, she's not. Um, it could be annoying, I could imagine, but she's for me she wasn't annoying, and uh, I really liked to go through with her and kind of like uh, find out. Like I I really like to be in her shoes because she she wasn't that experienced. To, on that situation, you know, and kind of, because I felt like I was this, in the same level. She's yeah. she's a surrogate for the audience, you know. She's in the, yeah, the yeah. storyline. She's the surrogate to bring the audience with her to the experience. And we and mm. like usually, it's a very this is the classical element of the movie is that the main character has to be a newcomer kind of to the situation that doesn't know what's happening and she's being kind of uh, pulled up and down and side side to side by all the events and characters and uh, and going through these emotions and everything and because you, you you as an audience go through that same thing like it maybe it wouldn't be the same yeah like it would be a totally different movie if you would follow it from Benicio del Toro's, you know, perspective. It would be maybe an interesting movie actually, but what? if we would, if we, if the movie would be about Benicio del Toro and we would follow his character, you know, oh. like an Alan de Delon movie, you know, like where it's very <laughs> passive, very straightforward, minimal, and let's just do it, you know, like Red Circle, that it, you know, it would be like that, but. Um, 
Or yeah, where we don't really, you know, get so much emotions, <laughs> where it's just mm -hmm. very straightforward uh, action. Uh, the Sicilian clan. Yeah, oh. but but this movie is very different, and it's really about that experience, that perspective. To it. mm. It's very, it's very, it 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 wants to be very specific to to give you that view, to that story, and about the the end resolution or the, that they don't fix it I think it's also like part of that point of that movie what I think what I think uh, about the story in the mm. movie is that that for me the, the beginning scene kind of really sets up very well about what kind of movie it is to expect and where where it kind of starts to go at Remember the first scene when they uh, raid the the house? Yeah. And the, the bodies in the walls. Yeah, exactly. And it's it it was for me a very very wonderful image a shot of the um, officers when they after they see this what happens in the house yeah. and what they discover there and then after this they they are in the yard. And they're yeah. all like in different parts of the yard and they have to vomit and they're yes. like really upset and they're all mm. like and you see like some officers walking there very slowly and just kind of sitting down and have to pee by themselves just to digest what they have gone through. You know, it was really traumatic and traumatic experience for the officers. It was horrible. Yeah. And I, I really love that image of what what they have to go true with their body and mind to to and which is really too much for them and it's like their daily job you know it's like what they go through basically daily or something mm. that's how i how i felt about it but it was very uh, also ex exceptional uh, situation also and mm. for me it, it said a lot about that okay this is the situation now you know you by just in the, in their daily job by SWAT team they get to handle this kind of situation where they they are used to having to take a breath after a while you know afterwards mm -hmm. and Emily Plantin is in his bathroom just breathing having this breathing exercise and just calming herself have to you know get over this trauma and that's just the beginning of the movie that's that's yeah. their situation, and the 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 point of like what happens after that is that um, she gets the opportunity to go deeper, because they say that okay, what she's doing. And by the way, I really like the dialogue. Like it's really what it <laughs> what it explains. It explains very precisely. It has it, the movie is full of really good dialogue pieces, and one oh. one of one of them was that. To, to, they explain that like okay you have the opportunity to go to the source you have the opportunity to get the people who have done this you know mm. and and she she understands that what they do now they cannot solve the problem they are not yeah. they, they are mm. not even uh, touching the surface not even that they are just cleaning up uh, how Benicio del Toro says like you're just cleaning up 
uh, the mess, or was it just Brolin who said it? And after that house, they went up in the air with the aeroplane. Like now, we go into this. Yeah, now we are, now we enter to yeah, the we to enter. the mouth of the wolf, to the mouth yeah. of the lion, Leon and yeah. Soon, and it's really like so. She's given this opportunity to get deeper. To mm. like, if you are ready, we give you. We have now the. We open you the, the door to go into the mouth of the lion, and the movie is about this. It's about the experience of her trying, uh, experiencing what happens, you know, when you go deeper and deeper, it, and trying to get to the to the source of this, the the problem. And but they did that illegally then. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's that's all part of it. That's all part of it. And, and she didn't agree. Yeah, yeah, and that's all part of it. Even in the in the very first mission, after that, she she discovers what they actually are doing, of how they are handling things, and she just breaks out saying that this is illegal. I cannot do yeah. this because she thought yeah. it, they would do it in legal ways, and and just prolling just like yeah, screw you. Like we don't care. This is what we are doing. This is the the solution. So, so, so to speak, of what they have discovered that you know this is what we can do, and you have to yeah. live with it. This is what, and just observe, just watch, mm. just learn about it. And this is like all throughout the film, they are saying to her to just observe, just to learn. Like you are not doing it with us. Just look at it, and 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 by the way, Benicio del Doro then says at another part, which is a really good mirroring of this that when they are going to torture the man in the room he says to the other guy to his friend that it's better that you don't go into the room because sometimes it's better that you haven't seen anything you know yeah. you are not witness yeah. of it so what Emily yeah. Blunt is doing is being a witness to these events so they exist mm. you know she's mm. making it illegal by seeing it because, yeah, because without her, you know, without anybody seeing it, it wouldn't exist. It wouldn't happen. It's all deep underground. You know, it's all deep somewhere that we, we are not seeing. Media doesn't know anything about it. All the citizens and all the normal people doesn't know anything about what's happening really deep in, in the war, which is yeah, a total mess. Yeah, that's why mess. I, I felt in that film that I was privileged to go with them into Mexico and seeing those horrible hanged ripped people dead and and seeing what in Juarez happens. Yeah, exactly. So I was privileged to be there and I was amazed about this privilege. Yeah, yeah. And it's really to go deeper into the into the mouth of the lion. And yeah. and the the reason of why what the, the whole conclusion of of the ending and of the all like when they go when she, when we realize more and more about the situation, it's and it's not like a, it's not, it's really handled not like a classic ba ba backstabbing, you know, double crossing uh, twist like Hitchcock or something, you know. It's very straightforward, kind of more, you know, we don't really care about this twist in a way, you know. It's it's more kind of realistic in that sense. Yeah, it was realistic. Yeah, and the whole point is that 
there is no solution and they have given hope of that solution like the the whole point of what happened in the end was that they thought that there is no solution to this at this moment that they can understand it and that the only way the the best thing that they can do is to just help the other cartel take over the whole situation and that's the closest mm. thing to an order that they can wish for so they are actually helping another cartel to gain power by mm. by and that way trying to save lives and th that's the that's the absurdity of the situation and that's what yeah. they they say that you could say that you know they have they become the monsters of what they are trying to solve you know the whole american authority that what they what they're truly trying to do there which actually they mentioned comes from higher above at some point is just yeah. you know doesn't have any solution for it and they're just trying to keep all the pieces as straight and the table as steady as possible you know ah, this is a very not very good point i i saw that that's happening but i didn't think about it that way you know to myself yeah, for me it was, I was really so yeah. angry with this emily black <laughs> 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 and josh brolin explaining and explaining Ooh. And uh, that's weird for me because I didn't really didn't feel like nobody like I had a feeling like nobody explained nothing. The, no, the characters are all the time in the dark. They're all the time confused. They don't know what's happening, and a very minimal explanation about what actually is happening. And just brawling rarely says something. You know, oh, to, uh, only in the end he actually says a lot about you know actually what what's going on. And and Benicio del Toro doesn't say says some words here and there sentences and I feel like there is yeah, no explanation okay. of anything in a way yeah, just enough okay. you know just enough of like uh, like and for for example like for me like for, for example the Benicio del Toro's character was very caricaturic it was like an action hero kind of you know commando. Like, uh, you know, Mission Impossible or Bond or something like this, in a way of how he he had to get revenge, revenge and he was like this special uh, commando guy. And that was, for me, the less strong element of the story rather than the actual conflict thing. But he was kind of part of it. So it, it fit, fit all very well to me. In the end, it it wasn't you know I felt like nothing was lacking, and how they handle the story you know the story is what it is they want to tell this this specific story, and for what it is, they handle it so well. It's such a strong movie, you know how to tell the story visually. I think like how you how you say also said that it felt so dangerous, the dun tunnel scene when they are. Mm -hmm with night visions and in the dark and she actually yes. loses her that, gun and that was a good part yeah and 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 the fact really that you never see any other uh well rarely see other like in the, the tunnel yeah the tunnel you don't see anybody you just see people fighting bodies, and you are all the time in the dark you you, you don't 
how 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 can you um how can you keep a very light rational sense of focus on what's important and what you want to do when you are uh, all the time in the dark and you cannot even see the opposite and you're just seeing people by... fighting yeah and and that scene by the way i just wanted to say last time last thing that that yeah. how, how they build up that scene when they get to that location and then yeah, they yeah. gear up and you see yeah. the the light dimming yeah. down slowly the the sun is going down in the distance and the yeah. the time of that scene is slowly yeah. moving yeah, towards moving. darkness mm. and it's the the atmosphere and the build up and everything is so well done and they near the place they have to go some way there and mm. it's very all done very skillfully and realistically and visually beautiful and music and everything mm. very good so that's what you want to say yeah <laughs> okay so i felt in the, in the end you know when they when i saw that they had this uh, kind of he had his revenge mm. his real toro and uh, the drugs changed to position to other group probably and they didn't like you say mm. that there was no a solution to the problem really the mm -hmm. drugs continue and so on so it it only changes to another uh, street like so I felt like in the end when I look at it wholly this uh, this movie to as a whole it's kind something kind of a gangster film type mm. Yeah, yeah, film, yeah. film noir even. Mm. Film noir is uh, not a little films. I don't think it's a, a you know, this um, policemen which are turned bad. Yeah, like corrupted in a way. Corrupted, yeah. So film noir and then kind of streets of New York mafia thing, mm. something kind of that type. And then I felt. Um, co correlation to revenge, revenge um, uh, cru crusade mm -hmm. in the style of Harry Brown. Yeah. You remember Harry Brown, Michael Caine? Yeah, yeah, I know that that film. Yeah, I'd never I seen it, it, but I know it. Ah, you sh you can see it. Mm -hmm. It's it's. Uh, I think it's one important film to see it's Michael Caine is always he made it good of course and so on it's an old man who goes into revenge crusade mm, yeah and and uh, in a uh, uh, suburban poor slum mm. place so the mafia and so on so he makes a revenge but in the end when I saw Harry Brown and it ended I felt empty because it was only revenge crusade. Nothing yeah. was solution suggested for better or development, nothing. Just to revenge those murders. Mm. So here happened the same. Yeah. In Venetian Toro style. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's what what the Villeneuve said when he said that it's a dark poem. You know, it's ah. supposed to be dark. It's supposed to be left, leave you kind of with a hopelessness in a way of the situation that 
you know, it's, I, I really feel like it's, it is that, that mouth of lion, you know, effect. It's like, mm-hmm. so you wish to go deeper. Are you prepared to actually see what is in there? Are you prepared to, to get, to, to, um, to, uh, to confront that, that struggle to, mm. to find that meaning and that hope and solution for it. Because when you go deeper into that situation, it's not anymore so simple. And you will be confronted no. with your mor- morality, uh, what is good and what is bad. And that's what really, throughout the movie, they, they really try to justify also their, their thing. That this is really the solution. And this is, like, for Benicio del Doro, like, he, he has this sympathy, you know, in his character, like you kind of understand his his uh, struggle for to find yeah. revenge of, for his family. Yeah, he felt very moral himself that this yeah. thing what they had done to him is horrible and it has to be moral somehow made moral. So and had... and he doesn't give a slightest damn what he does, you know. In the end, like he yeah. he he kills. He he gets his revenge, and mm-hmm. it is horrible. And he doesn't, you know, his expression is like nothing. Like he, mm. to him, that's, the, that's that, the complexity of moral morality. Yeah, and that's really the the what he said that it, you know, it's the land of the wolves, and that you know, you go deeper into it, and you 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 put your morality into that test. Mm. I thought that after this film that it's a tale of uh, the core of a crime. No? Kertomus rikoksen ytimestä. It's a story of a, the core of a crime. Mm-hmm. And but but I didn't feel that it's as good as somebody like, uh, no, the better this story, no, well, of course, this, to Juarez, nobody has gone, <laughs> 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 this, this, this uh, drugs mm. groups in Mexico, that was a new thing for me, but, but in the gangs of uh, mafia and uh, gangster killings and drugs and so on. So better have been done by Scorsese. Yeah, of course. Uh, who can... And Melville, Jean-Pierre yeah. Melville with, with his uh, crime in France. And this J.J. Chandor, which I I appreciate very much, this year of violence. Ah, yeah, which, which, which I didn't care. Yeah, it was for I me, think like... it's a great film. <laughs> but it so was also it's... about that morality, you know, trying to keep you know, that's a moral et- ethical and try to keep yourself good as possible in yeah. the mix of moral. But it was more fixed on that. Sicari wasn't really, you know, no, you know, it's no. really didn't care about it in, in some sense. So th- that was kind of in a society, you know, I think this Corsese, Melville, and Chandler make, made these films on society level, but in a, in a, in the individual level, mm. the Visconti has done. A, I saw a film called Ossessione. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah, an old black and white film, and this was one of the first uh, the, uh, 
what you call it, when it started this real... Um, Neorealism? Neoreal, yeah. Mm. It's one of the first, and it's a it's great film. It's one of the... It's the postman rings twice. It's the same story. It's, uh. it's, it's maybe the first film of that story. In Italy, in black and white. In There's a criminal thing in it. It's uh, what, is it what is it about? Postman rings twice. It's... Oh, the Osse yeah. yeah, it all it's this uh, age old story of a man a man who has a business or he's a, sometimes he's whatever business he has and he has a wife, mm. young wife, and the wife there comes a postman or in this Ossessione there came just a man a man from somewhere who is repairing uh, things and they fall passionately in love. And the two men. There's an old man with the young wife. Uh And then comes a young man, and this young woman, and the wife and the young man Uh fall in love passionately, and they kill the old man. Mm. That's a story. It's an age-old story with different variations. So this Ossessione is is a great film of Mm. that. It's uh, horror, and in, in in a movie way done with repetitions of the part, uh, the places, and where mm. you see. Oh, very very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in 1930s or something, it's done. It's very. It's one of the early neorealism. Yeah, yeah. Very Visconti, interesting. And you know, Visconti is for me one of the best ever. <laughs> Always, he's, he's really, and he's. He's making always films on uh, on right, what is right, what mm. should be right, what should be for everybody equal and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Scorsese makes also in uh, in in the individual level he made the Cape Fear, mm. the criminality, and this French woman, the young woman whom I saw now in in uh, Love and Anarchy, my when. My when I don't know if it's her first name or after, very second <laughs> name, but she's a marvelous uh, movie maker. Mm. You probably don't know her. No, I don't. Doesn't uh, ring a bell. I have seen two films of her, and they're very new. Last year, or year, a few years now, she's mm. only made. And she's probably from Arabic background. Is my when it's strange name also. So yeah. I saw a film called Police. I recommend it. It's uh, from. Uh, it's about police uh, se- uh, section of police, which uh, deals with uh, child, with sexual things and uh, child um, criminal crimes. Mm. Yeah. Police. It's a marvelous film. It's an. It's an individual level also. Mm, sounds really interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Let's see. So. So. It, it, to me, it shows like the only this um, this uh, revenge. You to go on a crusade on revenge. It doesn't resolve the problem ever. It just leaves you empty. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't ha- have feeling for that things will be better. Yeah. I what I wanted to say about Sicario and all this. Uh, huh? The morality tale of it is that it kind of. Um, a lot of movies like Sources 
like there they put on society level or individual level the vengeance. The, the, yeah, the, the need to have a revenge. And in this movie, it kind of, it's a kind of a surprise. Is the vengeance that the the revenge is kind of part of it? You know, that yeah. there, when you go there, that there is a, also a personal, deep emotional level of that conflict with Benicio del Doro character, and that it mixes that it's not about revenge, but it's also yeah. it's it's mm. like they they use their element of revenge and the the political authority or the decision to to act on it on a certain level uh, on the mm. conflict so it kind of mixes this both and it's a kind of different move in that way than other it's, revenge it's modern movies modern thing i think it's nowadays now what the world is now mm. very modern yeah like it's, that you have no solution. Yeah, like you have like Tarantino or Sunbook Park making vengeance movies that are very individual, very emotional, pers- like individual people seeking out that solution for themselves. But Sicario takes it really w- another, it tries to go at it to solve the problem very political and militant and very... Um, uh, so, so it, it, that vengeance is not anymore about individual level. It's, it's like it's, it becomes part of a tool for a political tool, you know. Mm. It's not anymore about uh, a lonesome cowboy like in Django, uh, uh, unchained to um, mm. to seek for personal vengeance. It's, it's like. This, the vengeance of Benicio del Doro is the solution of the whole, uh, the whole country's solution to find the balance and order in that war, and that's very interesting. I think it's a very interesting way to it's, look at it. Yeah, it's also interesting now when you say that it comes to my mind a new thing that Benicio del Toro had incredible uh, uh, courage when he went and killed one after the other the most dangerous people alone. Yeah. And didn't care whom he kills on the way. He had to have incredible courage to do that. Can't I can't imagine myself in that situation. And the normal people in Juarez or mm. in Mexico or in America right, don't have this courage Mm. Nobody has this courage and these uh, drug bosses uh, have the power because nobody has this courage. They are so cruel mm. and dangerous that nobody has courage. And Venezia del Toro is matched to that. It's, yeah, it's, uh, mm, I was, I, 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 it was a very interesting scene in the end when it was so, it felt so easy for him. You know, to go there and do it like incredibly I, easy. Yeah, it was. He he just and did it so efficiently, so simple and s- straightforward. And the bosses count on it that nobody dares because they are so scared of that cruelty what they are doing and the yeah. And they so nobody dares to do that. So they don't even guard themselves. 
so well. <laughs> yeah. It's so horrible there in Juarez. So that's how I realize how horrible really is there for those people to live. Mm-hmm. And they're all in it. Like the, the, you remember this uh, family where the man was a policeman and he had to take drugs yeah. every night and the son wanted him to be a father and the mother was a very poor people. Yeah. They, they're simple people. Mm-hmm. So all are in it. This man had to be in it. He surely didn't want to be in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very interesting choice, actually, also for the movie to portray this single individual life. It was very. I was all the time you wonder, like, what is this man going to be about in the in the story? And it's it's very. And he was in that panel. Yeah. Scene was in the end. Yesterday I saw a film uh, Serpico. Mm -hmm. An older film, Serbico, where Al Pacino is a policeman in New York, and he's the only good one. All the other are rotten, and they are taking bribes. And Mm -hmm. he wants to, he cure it and fights all his life, and he don't can't even get married because no, he can't have a normal life and so on. And it's a real story. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like this man in in. in Serpico, this policeman, mm. he wants to be okay, but he cannot. He has to be part of taking bribes. But Serpico didn't agree to it, so they shot him. Yeah. He didn't die in the end from the shot, but he became crippled. Mm. Uh, so all that criminality, it's, that's why I converted like, into New York and Mafia. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Mm. So, from in the anyway, when I was left alone with that Sicario, and I, until now I had nobody to talk with mm. uh, about it. You gave me now new points in it and so on, but I haven't got. So I, I just smashed it <laughs> in my fist into pieces. Uh, I'm happy of those uh, flying parts. Yeah. Which, it's a, which I will never forget. And the Juarez, the feeling of, of Mexican people in Juarez and so on. And, and that, that was a great scene where they went in the Colonna, in the crowded cars mm. and they had the shooting incident. Yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, and they didn't know from whom it comes and who is the mm-hmm. one and so on. And they all had these terrible guns in the in the legs in the car, hidden. Mm-hmm. And they could, everybody had those horrible guns. And mm-hmm. You are in it and you don't know. And then we have it from Emily Blunt with, with her eyes just, oh, where am I? Where am I? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then the shootout. Mm-hmm. And very quickly. So that's that was an impressive scene, also. Yeah, but it was amazing action scene. Like the just uh, the choreography, the the feel of it, the tension, the the gunfight. It was really, it was uh, yeah, reminded me of Michael Mann movies like uh, Heat, for example. It had that same tension in that that action, yeah, you know, yeah. and it it really I think took a lot from that Heat, uh, what he taught. Uh, for so us in action. I wonder what I have to think. I have to think now after Sicario more about Villeneuve. 
mm. is Denis Villeneuve. And is it only because of incendies which I saw in first? And I was so disappointed after all that prizes and praise it got. <laughs> so I got my, the stamp on Villeneuve that he's no good. Yeah, maybe it it could be, and but like it was blah. It was the whole incendies film was blah. But uh, but the, 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 it's good to mention the subject of the incendies, which is the Israeli-Palestinian. They do that a lot. So that's a tricky thing, and so it's a tricky thing. But nobody has yet done a good one, which really is about what it's all about. It's so easy to make, you know, the the victims and the, the, the others, and the victims and the others. I don't mm. like that. It, it is a... Well, he, yeah. he and Sicario we saw from many sides. Yeah, not... I, well, not that much, because actually Sicario is very much an American point of view. We really, really we don't see at all, for example, uh, well, we see one local police, but we don't see the other local Mexican perspective to it from the local parts, and we don't see the cartel perspective. It's very much fixed on the one perspective to the situation. I would be interested to see a Mexican side from that also. It's like we have to have Alejan this Alejandro Inaritu or <laughs> yeah. somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Not this Kohtalokas, uh, what is it called? Fatal, fatal. Uh, yeah, the, I really <laughs> actually Inaritu was interesting because I really started to think about his films a lot and also like because Benicio del Toro is in his films and I think doesn't he, his films are a lot based in Mexico aren't they like um, some of it yeah like the um, in Babel was a Mexico yeah yeah but um, this wasn't this uh, Amores Perros Mexican or was it Spanish yeah, I think it yeah, was Mexican and also yeah, 21 Crams was and I, I really, yeah, I, I want to see Amores Perros and 21 Crams again. I, I kind of, and, and, and the Beautiful, wasn't that Mexican? With yeah. uh, Javier Bardem. Yes, yes, Javier Bardem. Yeah, I really want to see that again also. Yeah, kind of, he does the Mexicans. So I, I feel have... like I want more to go back to that Mexico, to that, you know, that locations and those yeah. those places. I saw Amores Perros lately, a new. I like you say you want to see it again, so I wanted and I saw it, and also this twenty one grams ah. and bubble too. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, they they uh, they're always good to see. So anyway, I when I was left alone with with Sicario here. So I was very disappointed. Uh, disappointed. I knew he's no good. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I compare him to you know who, which film? Have mm -hmm. you seen it? It's somebody called Leos Carax. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's a French film called Les Amants du Pont Neuf. Uh, the Pont Neuf Lovers from Paris. It's it has got 
big prizes and it's acclaimed with, when you look at it in Rotten Tomatoes or something, it's got all the points. In 1999, it's 15, over 15 years ago, it's so silly, I could never look at it till the end. <laughs> I'm crying, I, and Juliette Binoche is in the actress and everything. I can't, it's the same thing that it gets all prizes, a lot of prizes. Everybody says it's good. Nobody mm -hmm. else in the world but me says it's bad. And Sicario is the same. <laughs> so, but, okay, like, so far what, what you have been telling is that Sicario seems to be so far from villainous films the most likable. Because of the cinematography. Yeah. yeah but also the others, I told already that the others have the atmosphere, but I didn't like the atmosphere in, in Enemy, and, well, the color I liked in Enemy. But, so, but like... Prisoners and Incendies, oh, stupid, stupid. But, but so far you, were you like, when you were watching Sicario, that you were totally annoyed all the time, and you didn't oh, like no, it? No, I was, no, this... This is the difference. In Sicario, I was totally in danger and excited. Yeah, so maybe, like, in that sense, was it the most likable? You enjoyed it most? Yes. I I don't know if I can say enjoyed these horrible things in Juarez and the drugs. <laughs> but, but the excitement was incredible. I seldom have experienced that. And, but... Emily Blunt, this stupid bitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually and thinking... Josh Brolin was tiresome. Now going to happen this, and now going to happen this, and you will see, and so on. <laughs> yeah, he was a very annoying character, actually. The, just Brolin. But it was yeah, supposed to be annoying. It was supposed to be going yeah. confronting for the Emily Blunt that she, she doesn't get the information that she needs and she's being kept in the dark and that just brawling is a really an asshole and who yeah. keeps information and it was the whole point so it gave it really literally gave what it wanted to now and when i think about this this just brawling in uh, inherent vice remember and i start to think about inherent vice okay objectively why did i enjoy it so much Ah, I enjoyed it so much, and this Sicario <laughs> didn't enjoy it so much, even if it had good actors. So mm -hmm. there is a difference in films why I like them. Yeah, I was thinking about um, Emily Plant's character in the sense of could it, because um, I liked that it was a female character. I like that the, to see. Yeah, I like also that. I, I like that. To, to see a strong female character like this in the, and it's a very yeah a lot of men like she was the only woman thing in the whole movie and it was very male driven um, uh, place where she was and a lot of and I like that it wasn't it was very there was nothing about she being a female also. There was what? Nothing about she being a female. It there was no, no no issues about that. You know, it wasn't okay. about like oh a, a female in our team. You know, it was she was treated as a 
Yeah, There's no the chauvinism. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing about chauvinism and stuff like that. But I mm -hmm. do think, I was thinking about, especially in the end scene, when Benicio Del Toro makes her sign the paper and she's crying, because mm -hmm. she's terrified, that how would it work with a male character? And would it be f maybe weird or dif dif different if mm -hmm. a man would be crying in that moment and it would be mm -hmm. feel more weaker of a character to cry, but a, a female can cry, you know. So it's maybe e so yeah. I don't know. It could depend on the accent, but it it if just felt it just felt that it was easier for a female yeah. character to take that role of that surrogate uh, character for the audience and to actually bring those emotions you know, up and react that way to these, these situations than uh, as a male character. It just feels like that. And I don't know, like, uh, if it's a good or a bad thing, but, like, um, I find it interesting in that sense that it was a female character and that the, her position as a female to to choose to be in that, that role. Um, yeah, I remember when he said that, okay, that you sign this, or if you can't stand this, you better go into some small town somewhere and live your life, which, mm. where nothing like this happens, because this is a wolf's place, this small, this small place, to go there and leave the FBI, and mm. so, or choose that or that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and also um, last things uh, that I come into my mind that what do you think about the fact that they are actually now planning and they I think they have confirmed it that they will do a sort of spin-off like a another movie based on the same universe of this movie that is more centered on the Benicio del Toro character. Um, they're going to do like who? a who? I don't know uh, and no I'm not so excited you don't want to see more about Benicio Del Toro's character I something else maybe but uh, to just I'm afraid that it will be just this uh, efficient killer type film yeah this I wouldn't like or or like if I, I, if I how I understood that it could be about his life before this event, you know, this this movie. So it's about yeah, he's okay. losing his family or something. And I, yeah, I don't really care, you know, like, no, it's, mm. it's this movie, yeah. you know, like, you, yeah. the, the same, it's a very classic um, um, movie that, uh, uh, movie, yeah, Mo no. movie storyline where you know we we get to mm. see a man lose his family and he becomes a killer or a monster. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that a lot of times. So mm. it really should have to be like a special movie. You remember the end when when he came to the apartment of uh, Emily Blunt and he mm. she was smoking cigarette on the balcony mm. and he said that now for some time you shouldn't go on the balcony. Mm. That's that's terrible. No, it makes yeah. you shiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes you shiver. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would like to be. Takes <laughs> my sleeps away in the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, she was there. She didn't. She hadn't learned it yet because she was. 
She was in the balcony. Yeah, yeah. She 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 went somewhere where she didn't know, you know, where she is going to end up. And then she came out, and it really, you know, changed her perception of life. Mm-hmm. And you don't know how to handle about it. And I really do like that that story. It's really, it's really mm-hmm. a story. It's a it's a heart of darkness story. It's a, about going into the heart yeah, of darkness. It, yeah, it's a heart of darkness story. And I think that Benicio del Toro made a really, really good job. Yeah. So, how many points would you give? I, I have to see in my... I have given already the points. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just a moment, I'll take my, my uh, album. Sicario, <laughs> <Yeah>. Sicario. <laughs> Ah, Sicario. Yeah, so you hear me? Mm-hmm. Sicario. I saw it on 29th of uh, September. Mm-hmm. And it got three stars. Three stars. Yeah, what wonderful thing for Villeneuve. Now he can clap. I was very good for him. Mm. Three stars from five. So it was most so far. You gave less for the previous. Yeah, but about the enemy. I I have the enemy here also. But how much did you give? I gave... uh, I gave um, how much did I? I gave uh, I think nine out of ten because oh, it yeah, I, everything I works so brilliant in it. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> it's sorry. I... <laughs> <laughs> I understand you. You know, mm. I understand you, but. Just a minute, I wait, I look for this enemy. How would I find this easier after they start together? Uh, uh, oh. When did we talk about it? Uh, I think we talked about enemy the first time, it was in the springtime. And you gave like a two or one star. Yeah, not more for sure. <laughs> not more. But those well, finally, get... finally, we hear like three stars instead of five stars because so far, like almost every podcast we've done discussion we have done it's been like five star five star yeah but so. if you remember the earlier ones not always mm. there have been ones which I didn't uh, get give so much you know Harry Brown here I have it mm. I gave only two I couldn't stand it that it's only crusade of, of uh, brutal killing mm. of, uh, revenge mm. yeah even Michael Caine was wonderful in the same day, I have seen Harry Brown, I have seen this Ossessione from Lucino Visconti. 
You know mm-hmm. this? It's called Rewired in Finnish. Uh, yeah. It's from 1943. And it's the opening of neorealism. This uh, postman rings twice, this story thing. And I thought it's unforgettable. It's wonderful. But I have given it only three stars. And uh, now we can't go into it. Why? <laughs> Why? No, no, no. But... But, uh, you know, mm. that's a recommendation for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I want to see it. Yeah. So. But for the very, very last thing, I think, before we close up, uh, what I really want to, like, kind of bring up again is that, as we know from before or already that we have discussed about Villeneuve, is the fact which kind of... St- um stirs the soup again a little bit makes it spicier is the fact that um Villeneuve is in the plans of still making Blade Runner 2 yeah and he... they are going to make it with him and <laughs> we are waiting very intensively what this is going to be I'm and yeah <laughs> and and um like I uh, maybe maybe there is hope because like you were <laughs> you were more and more entertained by Sicario like more so I see a little curve you know that goes up you know I yeah, a, for me it's a positive up. positive uh, news that uh, oh. you you were entertained about Sicario so Good. maybe by the time he's he finally makes Blade Runner 2 he has learned his lessons and he has come up to your standard. And we have given him a lot, a lot of rope. No? <laughs> a lot. Nobody he, gets rope so much who, as he. Whoever, whoever takes the burden to make Platoner 2 should have that much hope. You know, We should help he's, those people. He's an ambitious person, Pro. Looks like he's a very ambitious but person. Do, but consider it this way, that like Platoner 2 is a lot about atmosphere. And less about story. The story in Blade ah, Runner, so Blade Runner One is not really about the story. It's really about let's the atmosphere. Hope. So if Let. if Villeneuve has come learned so far to create the atmosphere this thick, then imagine what he could do with Blade Runner Two yeah, with the right right team. Let's hope that he don't spoil with shit this uh, script. Of Blade Runner. Let's hope. Only can hope. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So thank you very much for this. Yeah. See you. Talk to you soon again. Okay. Thank you and re- and uh, regards to the, yep. the people. Yeah. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.